Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we're going to talk about the Chiefs' final roster cutdowns. The roster is at 53 officially now, uh, as is everybody else's around the league. We'll talk about some surprising cuts, uh, and there may be some guys that we think the Chiefs should look at that got cut, potentially. Um, college football week one is here. We're going to go over uh, every SEC game, every spread, and we're going to pick it. We're going to do a special occasion lock of the week, uh, SEC football only, and that, that'll be fun. And we're going to do a special occasion underdog of the week in the SEC. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. This doesn't count towards our, our final stats for the season, but take it as the preseason for us. Everybody needs a preseason. Um, but I'm joined by John and Josh today. Got the full crew. So let's go ahead and break down some Chiefs roster cuts. Starting with John. Who was a guy you were surprised the Chiefs cut, and who was a guy you were surprised the Chiefs kept? Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think there's really a single player I was surprised we cut. I, I think maybe the only one, if we're talking from a perspective of, like, before uh, camp started, it would be Lonnie Johnson. Um, but it seemed like we were getting the indications he was going to be gone a while ago, and he got cut. Isn't like that who ago. we traded for the seventh-round pick? Yeah. yeah, we did give up a seventh-round pick for him, which is That makes no little... fucking sense. Well, I, it, I, seemed like, it seemed like he was going to be better than he was, I think. It's a seventh round pick, I mean, bro. If he's shit, there's no reason to take a roster spot up. You know who's uh, the seventh round pick? I'm pretty sure. Legarius Sneed. No, no, Legarius uh, was. No, Legarius Sneed was fourth round. He was fourth. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was maybe six or seven. Fenton was six. Fenton was six. Yeah. Um, but well, the surprise. Is... Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Go. The, the surprise keep for me, definitely, definitely Ronald Jones. I think yeah. the writing on the wall was for him to get cut. Um, and I'm happy to see him around because I think in an instance where Clyde edwards Lair gets hurt, the, the Chiefs are going to have no choice but to stop playing him. Because I'm sorry, there's no way that Clyde edwards Lair is half as good as any of McKinnon, Jones, and Pacheco. Um, yeah, I, I think that's the thought from it on the Chiefs' side. They don't have the balls to cut Clyde, but they know that they want to have three good running backs and Clyde is not a good running back. <laughs> One off that, I think the Chiefs or like forcing Clyde in the lineup. I agree with that. But if they wanted to cut him, they would. I think there's something Clyde offers and maybe they see it in the practice, but he just can't. Well, they're going to have to show me. They're going to have to show me what it is. Cause yeah, you no, go down I the agree. List like, skill, and he's got nothing. Oh, he nothing. has nothing. I think if he doesn't do good this year, I actually think you should cut him. Yeah. He'll get cut if he doesn't do good this year. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth year of the risk. And that's, far. and that's okay to accept failure. As long yeah. as you understand it. Like, we yeah. see, before we got on here, Jackson, we were talking about how the Raiders are already cutting a 2021 first-round draft pick. We've given Clyde the time. And I get Clyde was coming off his, like, best year at LSU, and everyone had so much hype. But, I mean, if he just can't transform it into the NFL, that's okay. People can't do that. But we just need to move on from it. 100%. Yeah. And, like you said, you got to bite the bullet sometimes. Um now, the thing I will say with Clyde is that there is really no financial advantage to cutting him, and I think that's ultimately what led to the decision not to. Agree. Um, because you're literally, yeah. you'd pay him more to cut him than it would be to keep him at that point. Might as well have him as a body on the roster. Um, but yeah, I was surprised to see Ronald Jones stay, to be completely honest. Another guy I was surprised to see cut, Danny Shelton. I know he was a late camp bring-in, but... It kind of sounded like they had a plan for him to be a part of the defense, and he got cut today. Um, I'm not surprised Josh Gordon got cut. That was one we were talking about. Um, really didn't show much here in Kansas City. 
Yeah, nothing and like once again, I mean, world. sorry, the guy going in ahead of him is Darius Fountain, who is well, exemplary on well, special. That's teams. another guy. Darius Fountain. Fountain got cut. He, he got cut. Okay, he got cut. So even he got cut. Um, yeah. yeah, I didn't even see if he made it. Yep, he was also yeah. a guy who got cut. Another guy that got cut um, that we were talking about a little bit before the show was. Uh, Cornell Powell got cut yet again. I'm sure they'll try and get him back on the practice squad. Um, but yeah, he was. was I'm sorry. This is just me not following Chiefs hard during training camp. That's the wide receiver from uh, Clemson, right? Yeah, Clemson, yeah, And he, I mean, there was some hype around him last year, but he didn't make the team. And then this year, he also has not made the roster. So that yep. is, well. Um, Matt Bushman, a guy at tight end that people were excited about, got put on injury designa- uh, designation, so he technically is still on the team. I don't but know. His, how- his path to the team is very steep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Four tight ends. Corey Coleman also got cut, for those who didn't even know he was on the roster. And then the one I'd say that probably surprised me the most was cutting Austin Ryder. I I didn't see that coming, yeah, I guess. he's – I think he's going to get signed, though, because, like, it was something with the way that they're managing the Blake Bell situation. Because um, at the time being, we only have eight offensive linemen. If Ryder's cut, I don't think the Chiefs are going to continue with that. Um, I was seeing that he's likely going to be back on the roster here in a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, did yeah. you guys know, whenever we, whenever we went up to training camp that day, the punt returner was Corey Coleman? Yeah, uh, that's kind of it's kind of interesting. Clearly, they have another guy uh, that they yeah. they're interested in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really there wasn't any other like substantial cuts that really made you surprised or anything like that. I think it was just pretty typical. A lot of the guys you thought would get cut got cut. Um, around the league, however, there was a few that I'd say surprised me. One being Alex Leatherwood of the Raiders, just because they literally took him with a top twenty pick last year. I didn't know he was that bad. Uh, and it is a new regime in Vegas, a new GM, new coach. But that that was pretty surprising to me. Uh, were there any around the league that surprised you guys? Uh, I saw Marlon Mack got cut. Yeah, from Marlon, yeah that was yeah, that was surprising. Um, Kellen Mond, that's the one I brought up before the podcast. Kellen Mond getting cut. I mean, that's I mean again, new ownership or not new ownership, a new general manager in Minnesota, new head coach. When they're not your guys, man, there's really no responsibility to keep them. Uh, so, yep. not surprised yep. that those guys ended up getting the cut. Um, okay, on the subject of Chiefs, though, I do want to say, who of the um, of like the preseason slash camp hype guys do you do you like, and who who are you sussing? I want to know because there's been quite a few this year. I feel like um, between the tight ends, Pacheco, uh, pretty much anybody on defense. So I was wondering, so we can look back here, Josh. I'm I'm looking forward to Jody Fortson seeing what he can do this year if he has a healthy season. Because I mean, I think Andy Reid loves his tight ends, so mm-hmm. it should be interesting to see what happens. But I'm in, I'm interested to see Jody Fortson and obviously Carl Office. He had a, from what everyone's saying, he had a good training camp. Just be be good to see what he can do on the field when it matters most. So, yeah, that's pretty much my offensive-defense answer. I would say, personally, I like Fortson a lot. I like that take. Um, I Carl Loftus, another guy, too, that I like a lot. I'd say the guy I'm just kind of a little sus on is Pacheco. I know I've heard a lot of great things out of him for camp. 
didn't see a lot of like pop in the preseason from that guy. Wasn't like if you just watched that preseason and didn't get uh, told anything from camp, you wouldn't have really cared that much about the guy. And I'm not saying that that matters all that much, but I'm just interested to see how he works out. Um, you know, you hear a lot of hype about him, but it'll be interesting to see if he's a factor in the actual regular season. Um, yeah, that's interesting because he was who I was going to whip out as my guy. Um, I I don't know. I thought he was actually pretty good in the preseason. Look, I know so much of my like love for this guy comes from a strong hatred of Clyde Edwards. <laughs> um, and I mean, I'm sorry. I just don't see a situation where Pacheco isn't a significant upgrade on him because he's literally faster, stronger, quicker and better at blocking. Um so yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's pretty good yeah that that, that matters I, I i dude let me tell you man when Clyde say, gets that first hand off a week from sunday i am gonna lose my shit <laughs> uh yeah i mean i would say sheesh i'm trying to think of another a guy that i am fully drinking the kool-aid on but i feel like it's just i'm mostly... drinking the noah gray kool-aid a little bit i drank nope, it last year nope as well. never never ever i know i drank it last year as well i just think that I think the Chiefs this year, you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. sets yeah. um, and I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of Fortson in the red zone and Gray outside of it. Um, I think they're going to have an interesting little split of those snaps. I I think Gray is going to have an okay season. I mean, we've seen Blake Bell himself slot in nicely for Kelsey. So, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times tight ends have an opportunity to thrive uh, with the threat that Mahomes possesses. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that's that's all really NFL that we have. Um, there's not a ton left to say. Next week will be first week of the NFL season. That's when things really will be picked up on the podcast, uh, and that'll be the first Chiefs week, obviously, to break down actual games, not preseason. So that'll be exciting. But a season that is kicking off this week is the college football season, and why not go ahead and go through the SEC? pick all of these games for week one. We've got nothing else to do. Like I said, this is our preseason. We get to make these mistakes too. So let's go ahead. This is going to be the traditional lock of the week rules. If you're new to the podcast, lock of the week, we go through all the spreads through the week. Uh, Everybody picks one, can't pick the same. You pick the one that you are locking in that you believe in the most, and that's yours for the week. Um, And then we're going to do underdog of the week. If they are, what what was the number we agreed on last year? Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. More than a three and a half point dog, you're allowed to take them to outright win covering. The and I was gonna say, yeah, un, uh, underdog of the week, they can't uh, they can't push. They have to win. They have to win. That's it that, that's a big a rule. And this yeah. does not count towards uh, the actual standings. Like I said, for the season, for anybody that cares, mostly us. <laughs> but um, yeah, so let's go ahead and do it starting Thursday. Tennessee versus Ball State. Tennessee at home, 35-point favorites. Uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we do not know anything about, like, these other teams that they're playing. For the I have part. my lock of the week already. Okay, I already yeah. know it. So what were the standings last year in lock of the week, Josh? I won, so I know. I feel like I get to it go was with, We were all within two games. So John, I won. I think I got last. So John gets to go first. John... Yeah. John and we gets, all can't have the same lock of the week. That's another rule. Yeah, yeah, I said that, yeah. So, um, okay. So, Tennessee minus 35. Nobody wants to lock that in for lock of the week. Ah. Uh, okay. Fuck that. 
I got mine. It's the easiest lock. Missouri Damn it, I think versus we're the Louisiana same. Tech. Missouri we is have the same, John. and a Mother half point favorites. Yeah, uh, lock of the week. It oh, okay. Never Louisiana mind. Tech plus 19.5. <laughs> it's football season. It's football season. Yeah. We're hating on Mizzou. Yeah. Oh, yeah. we're back. I mean, look, man. Betting against the Chiefs is what literally won me lock of the week last year. Much, I think yeah. I started the season off like 5-1, and 6-1, and one, something like that. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, I'm going to go with my butter here and just, you know, revel in my own potential pain. So there's your lock of the week, Louisiana Tech plus 19 and a half. You're not, you're not going to pick them to win? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, the next game that I have for us is Sam Houston. I got Mizzou, I got Mizzou winning, though. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, everyone, I think you should have Mizzou winning. I just don't think it's going to be a wiping. Like, last year I had us against Central Michigan – Wiping we them up. Didn't and it cover, was did like we? A very close game. Um, Sam so, yeah. Houston versus Texas at number six, Texas A&M. This is in Texas A&M. The, the, I can't find a spread on ESPN, but on this website that I've got on, Odd Shark, uh, minus 29.5, Texas A&M. That's, That's tempting, but I'm just going to say, give me Texas A&M. Dude, I'm willing to take. Oh wait, I already did my. Life. I don't think we should have an underdog of the week. There's literally nothing. Okay, yeah, I mean, yeah. well, there's yeah. one game you can make the argument for, but yeah, there's one, but there's one, but no, there's one that you. The one. We can just do locks of the week. Okay, yeah. um, so I think we're all taking a And M. Nobody, nobody wants, nobody's yeah. gonna bite. Um, number eleven Oregon at, or actually, this is a neutral game. Number eleven Oregon versus number three Georgia. Georgia's seventeen point favorites. This would be the only game I would be underdog of the week. That's what I was going to say. That's the only realistic game to do that with. Well, I don't want to jinx Mizzou like that, but yeah. But it's still a 17-point. I mean, yeah, it's it's, a, it's pretty big. I don't think, I think Georgia is going to shock people. I don't think they're going to be as good as everyone's projecting. I don't either. Them to be like, I think Georgia misses the playoff. I do too. That's not necessarily an extremely hot. Josh, game. I think Vincent we have the same ben- luck, to be honest with you. Well, that sucks for you because I got second last year, well, bitch. We'll see. Number twenty-three, Cincinnati at number nineteen, Arkansas. Arkansas by six is the line. I got Arkansas. That's not your lock. It's not. That's mine. Arkansas minus six, lock of the week. It's a really good lock, but I will never. Arkansas can ever, forever, and ever suck my dick. I was already starting to pivot towards my backup, and you ended up not taking that. I really I'm, thought you. I'm going to take Cincinnati. By the way. Cincinnati's going to suck. They don't have Desmond Ritter. Like, John. Who cares? This is like UCF after losing Scott Frost. Buddy, I'm really not that worried about it. And once again, UCF is still good after losing Scott Frost. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know what you're on about there. They had, they had a like, great But season. their Scott Frost is their fucking quarterback. Whatever. What? Once again, well, I mean, like, do they have a Josh Heupel in this situation? We'll have to see. Like, I... I don't know what to tell you, man. They don't. I don't care about. I mean, look, you lose Desmond Ritter and Sauce Gardner. I don't know how you make up for that immediately when you're. They're good every year. You're it's not like. Okay, let's let's first of all let's preface this. This would have been, if if this was last year, this would have been their toughest regular season game, arguably at Arkansas. Well, yes, and once again, I'm not saying they're gonna win, but like, and I don't honestly know jack shit about Cincinnati. Cincinnati played Notre Dame last year. Are you kidding me? I mean, Josh, Arkansas was pretty damn good last year. 
Cincinnati was fifth in the playoff rankings. I'm saying, bro, okay. I'm just saying, at an SEC school, it's not like they did that last year. I, I'm just saying, I like Arkansas. Fine. Let's keep it there. No, that's fine. I don't even I, – I can't name a single Cincinnati or Arkansas player. I can't name a single uh, – Van player. Jefferson. Not Van Jefferson. Oh, whatever that Jefferson. fuck's name is. Um. Okay. Troy at Ole Miss, number 21 Ole Miss. That is a 21-and-a-half-point Ole Miss favor. Ole Miss. Okay. Ole no, Miss. Number seven, Utah at Florida. Utah's a three-point favorite. Really? Utah. I thought that would be Josh's lock of the week. Really? That, 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 I'm going I'm going Florida. Oh, I'm going Utah all the way. Florida's They're number seven in the sure. country. Yeah, it's still Utah. Utah's going to win the Pac-12. I'm calling it. I know it really doesn't well, sound like that big of a take, but everyone's kind of drinking the USC Kool-Aid, and I'm. Well, I'll tell you, USC's not going to be the. USC's not going to have the year that everyone's probably thinking they're going to have. Probably not. No. Miami of Ohio yeah. at number twenty, Kentucky. Kentucky's a sixteen and a half point favorite. Kentucky. Give me Kentucky. Yeah, I'm surprised that's not it, Josh. Damn. I, I'm actually really eager to hear what you're like. Oh, okay, I kind of think I know what it is now. Um, I can't. I'm gonna have to look this line up real quick. Mercer versus Auburn, because oh, I don't yeah, see it right now. Uh, let me type this in real quick. Oh come on! I got Auburn though. And yeah, I mean, by the way, uh, lock of the week for anyone that's new listening. Lock of the week lines are at the re- time of the recording, yeah. so when they're posted. It is what they were at the time of the recording. Yeah, nothing will matter after this record. After you lock it in, you're not allowed to change it. Nothing, even if the line changes two seconds later, it's over. Auburn minus 31 and a half. Yep, give didn't me Auburn. Think, didn't think anybody would bite on that either. Okay. Now, the number one team in the SEC right now, the Vanderbilt Commodores. That's right. They won 63 to 10 week one. If you lose 63 to 10 to Vanderbilt, I, that, that, that's hard <coughs> to believe that that's possible. But it's Elon, <laughs> really? Elon, John's favorite person, Elon, but without the Musk, um, versus Vandy on the road. Will Vandy start two and zero this year? Uh, yeah, they, they will. They're playing against Elon. Last year they lost to Eastern that. Tennessee State to open the season. This, these are big deals for that. Vanderbilt. But um, did, last year I remember we would just bet against them. Yeah, like it was so lot. profitable. It was so profitable. Um, Vanderbilt's yeah, nineteen point favorites. Tempting, but no cigar. I'm taking Elon to cover this game. I got Vandy. I think Vandy's different. I've heard a lot of good things about Vandy. I'm not even joking. Yeah, Clark Leah, whatever his name is. They. I think they're going to win four games this year. Well, I don't... If they do, I bet you one of them's against Mizzou. <laughs> All right, here has to be your lock of the week. Utah State at Alabama, 41.5 point favored Alabama. Wait, Alabama's not playing Texas this week? No. Oh, fuck me. They're playing Utah State. Well, I guess it's Utah State and Alabama. Fuck. 41 and a half. You're going to swallow those points. How How did you? How? There what hasn't week been a were you on? Bad. How? I guess it's next week. It is next week, but I don't even see a line for that game. Dude, I didn't even need to see the line. Texas is ass. <laughs> and Utah State's not. <laughs> no, they are. Utah State is 1-0. and I'll just say that. Can I, oh, fuck. I really want to – can I, can I make my games. Lock of the Week There's Vandy? There's more games. There's oh. more games. I really want to do Lock of the Week Vandy. 
No, it's too late. Let me ask you all this. Is tomorrow the me. 31st or the 1st? Tomorrow 41. is the 31st. Hold up. Okay. How many games are left? One, two, three. You got three more. Oh, fuck. And this isn't including Bama? No, no. The, including Bama, there's four. Can you tell me the teams left? Not who they're playing. Just tell me the teams that are left. Mississippi State, South Carolina, and LSU. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lock of the week. Okay. I'm not going lock of the week. Mississippi State hosts Memphis. Mississippi State is a 15 and a half point favorite in that game. Uh, Mississippi State. Mike Leach, baby. Mike uh, Leach, the but, did memes a bunch and I in, have invariably. Josh, you're lucky you got bailed out here. South Carolina hosts Georgia State. They're only 12 and a half point favorites. Yeah, that that was my lock of the week. You got lucky. <laughs> you got lucky. You got really well, you lucky. You said South Carolina. I was like, give me South Carolina. I don't care who they're playing because people are sleeping on South Carolina this year a little bit. I think South Carolina can, can win at least eight games this you year. You just lost your Mizzou membership right there for saying that. You you need to apologize right now for saying that. Oh, no, we're going to kick. No, like they're still going to be dick against us, but. Okay. That's, that's, I'm just saying, like, and then the final game of the week, we've already already got our blocks, but Florida State at LSU. LSU is a three point favorite. Damn, that's actually kind of tempting, but too late. Okay, LSU, LSU, uh, yeah. Ryan Kelly gets his first win. I, I do want to, I do want to talk about one game that's not SEC related. Yeah, go ahead. Ohio State Notre Dame. Do we? How do we think Marcus Freeman? You think so? I think Notre Dame's going to like not. Even like they're they're gonna lose by a shit ton. I I say this. I'm high on Ohio State. I'm really high on Ohio State. I think that they have a really good opportunity to win the national championship. I think C.J. Stroud might be even better than Bryce Young. I'm like I'm smoking on that Ohio State shit. But has Ryan Day made the playoffs? Yes. Yes, he made the national championship. Yes, he did. Lost it, but he made it. Um, I'll say this, and this is kind of a bold prediction that if we're even doing a podcast this far down the line that, uh, whatever, I think in the next three to five years, Marcus Freeman wins a playoff game at Notre Dame, something that Brian Kelly never could. Oh wait, well, no, Brian, whatever. I think, I think Marcus Freeman, what I'm saying is I think Marcus Freeman has a better, better at protecting his players from being catfished. (laughs) You know what came out on Netflix today? That's good. That's good. That was a good one. The uh, the gambling referee that fucked the Kings over same uh, the same the same company that made the Manti Teo documentary uh, new one came out. Did you guys see that the, the Bishop Sycamore documentary? Bishop Sycamore is coming. Bro, I, yeah, I, then the group when, I heard, when I heard that, I went back and watched the highlights from that game. It is like a freaking it's awesome. fever dream. It's awesome. Like, it's literally like the equivalent if is if like we got a group of like all of our friends. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we're a professional team. Yeah, but yeah, sure. The question just has to be asked, how did nobody, nobody at IMG Academy or ESPN ever thought, maybe we should just Google Bishop Sycamore? Like, you know who's not going to be in that documentary? Who? <laughs> ESPN. They will not. <laughs> no. <laughs> they're going to be like, ESPN will be like, we fucked up. They, they will never say that about themselves. They're going to look, they're going to look to, uh, get a comment they're gonna be like we couldn't get a comment out of anybody at espn that's literally what it's gonna be like like the announcers literally say during the game like we didn't find bishop sycamore on any database and like Bro, we couldn't verify how, that they had three d1 how, this is, it's actually like i'm so looking forward to this but like, it's actually impressive 
how they managed to get a game scheduled and with play IMG Academy. a team that good with literally no history, no documentation of being real, nothing. You look at the damn coach on the sideline. He yeah, literally looks, he literally looks like dude. he got that polo from like Dick's Sporting Goods. Like it's Jackson, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, he probably did. It's oh, so funny. Did. Like I am I've looked forward to a lot of document sports documentaries, a lot of thirty for thirties and shit. The second this happened, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be great. This is some yeah, whoever makes this, hit. this is going to be an instant classic. I man, I'm I'm literally right now as we're recording on YouTube watching the highlights of this game. It's it, this is so good. I It's like watching the freaking sophomore team at like uh, like a high school the size of ours play. IMG like, Academy has like the cleanest uniforms, like the fastest, most athletic players. These dudes literally have uniforms worse than our high school did. Literally don't look like they've ever played a down of football together. It, it's just, yeah, I, honestly. It's like, what if like the Bishop Sycamore player tore his ACL? You know, it, and then like somebody on Bishop Sycamore get hurt? I bet you somebody did. I mean, you throw an average dude out there with the animals that are football players, even if they are high schoolers, somebody's going to get hurt. The question has to be asked, though. If you're able to get an entire fake team, how many guys have gotten fake players? How many coaches That's, have sent out I was just college? about to ask that, but also at the same time, do you think any of the Bishop Sycamore players actually ended up playing college ball? Or do you think colleges would be too scared to be like, bro, you are on a fake team? <laughs> well, surely none of them showed anything on that game film to be taken into it. I mean, it was program. against it was against IMG. Okay, any college program doesn't even need to be D one. I'm just saying. Yeah, maybe they could be on like a last chance U football team. They could be on a probably. They could be on something like that. But yeah, that that game was. I really and I see the thing is with me. I watch like bad college football or not bad, but just like lesser known college football teams all the time. I'm so mad I didn't get to see this live because I, for one, I probably would have turned it off. I probably would have turned it off, but regardless, man, it, the fact that this got on ESPN, bro. I remember like while it was happening and I think I like flipped it on for like two seconds and I was like, yep, like that's what's going on there. Like when you first see it, when you first see it, you're like, oh, I mean, it's IMG Academy. They're of course going to kick ass. But then when I remember when I was following like NFL memes, like, one of their stories where it, like, gets people to click, uh, one of the stories says, IMG played a fake high school on ESPN. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Like, I'm not clicking that. I go on Twitter, and it says the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Bro, you're as good as IMG, right? Why are you wasting your time playing a school you've never heard of like That's that? What I'm saying. That's what's the craziest thing about it. Nobody through this whole process at IMG or ESPN ever put the words Bishop Sycamore into Google. Never no, thought they did. They never thought. Yeah, and, and that's and that's, that's the funnier thing, bro. Like that's partially embarrassing. If you're IMG Academy, you can't say you watched film or prepared because you nope, there nope. was none. No, nope, there was none. There was none. Exactly. It, it makes it, it so much cool. better. The entire. I'm I cannot... No, but I, but I think with this game, I think it was. I think it happened three days prior. Like a team pulled out because of COVID. Like. Like, they will have an excuse. Yeah, they were like, scamming another team, and then they managed to pick I up another I cannot, team. literally cannot wait to hear the IMG players break down the game. Like, it's good. Like I know they're used to kicking people's asses, but that had to be so fun for them. And to learn that they were playing a bunch of grown-ass men later, like, oh, my God. What a what a story. So does, that, does that give them a win? Like, did, did, they, did that count as a win for well, them or no? 
does that even count as a game? Like that's that's what I'm asking. Like I don't think it does. <laughs> I mean, does it even? Uh, that's that's insanity. That should we should try and pull that off one time. Let's just let's get together a fake football team and put them up against our local high school team. Let's do it. Oh yeah, easy money. We'll make Lee Summit uh, South. <laughs> we'll make Josh the quarterback. <laughs> Bro, I'll be throwing dimes. No, let me be the quarterback. I'm no, cool. yeah, it would be easier to make a fake basketball team. Get could... someone that can actually see over the offensive line. Bro. <laughs> Bro like, What's they're... supposed to mean, Alvy? <laughs> you know what it means. How tall are you, Josh? Like 5'9"? Five, 5'10". Nine? Five, ten. Five, ten. Okay. See... He's, he's yeah, like Russell like Wilson-ish. Kyler Murray's 5'10". Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, How... Kyler Murray's short as this. <laughs> Kyler Murray short as piss. Yeah, like the whole thing about Kyler Murray is he's short as hell. Um, but yeah, I'm just giving shit, Josh. The Saints released right. Taco Charlton. Classic. Classic. Guy. Uh, remember when people got mad that we released him? There's nobody in Kansas City that doesn't get mad about anything that happens in their athletics, and that's probably the same around the country. But literally every yeah, move the Chiefs the or the Royals world. make, the Royals deservingly, but every year, every move the Chiefs make, they're like, what? How could you do that? Like, I'll never forget how pissed off people got when they traded up and took Mahomes instead of Deshaun Watson. It was comical. Oh, yeah. Thank God we didn't looking back now. This is the Raiders' first-round picks from 2019 to 2021. 2019, Jonathan Abraham, fifth-year option declined. 2019, Josh Jacobs, fifth-year option declined. 2019, Cleveland Farrell, fifth-year option declined. 2020, Damon Arnett, cut. 2020, Henry Ruggs, cut. 2021, Alex Leatherwood cut. Bro, Mike Mayock oh had to be getting paid by Brett Veach under the table. Like that, what the Holy fuck? Holy hell. Every Talk pick about- they got for Khalil Mack has either been cut or had their fifth-year option decline. And, and with all with all due respect, Josh Jacobs, good player. I mean, good player, That was sure. actually maybe a running back worth being picked in the first round. Yeah. Everybody Bro, Josh else- Jacobs sucks dick. He's that, sucking that's, fantasy That's how football. you know he – nope, I was going to say it before you even said that. That's how you know that you had uh, him in fantasy. Nobody would even care that much about him if they did Typically last year. Yep, and yeah. also cut Thaddeus Moss, the guy who went and dove at Kayvon Thibodeau. He's gone. Kendall Blaine got cut. Mizzou made tied into the Rams last year. Wouldn't be shocked if the Chiefs signed him. No, the Chiefs are like the last team to be signed in a tight end, big dog. Yeah, we got way nope. too many at this point. Nope. We got, we got four. We literally have five of them bitches. I just want a Mizzou player. Let's, let's sign Emmanuel team. Hall. <laughs> let's sign uh what the hell's his name you know he played in the league for a little bit oh, Bro, not have a Mizzou player? he was a packer he was a pack we have nick bolton but Jamon yeah. Moore. Yeah. jamon Moore, dude that dude flamed out so fast uh oh, all right yeah. let's go into d4 of the week and wrap this shit up who wants to go first Damn, quick podcast yeah man uh, unless you guys got something else you want to talk about no my d4 of the week's bishop sycamore i mean that's just fucking hilarious yeah that's probably like the second time we've done that, but yeah. Mine is Stephen A. Smith. Um, direct quote, I said, if the American people wanted me to run for the presidency of the United States of America, I would strongly consider it, and damn it, I mean it, via first take. John, would you vote for Stephen A. Smith? Uh, there are definitely people I would vote for Stephen A. Smith. Did, John, like, Josh, would... did you listen to the Barstool episode where they talked about this? Where I did not. They're like, he was like, I would love Stephen A. up there being like, Vladimir Putin is crossing the line. <laughs> be like, Bro, if he, if he ran the country like an episode of First Take, 
We'll be fucked. They, they said to we get would Skip, be they said Skip to, get his, to be his VP. Uh, and then he he improvs all his speeches. Skip running for president. Like, I'm sorry. You can implement whatever things you want to, but nothing will ever be better than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> Stephen I Smith. I don't got time to hear all about that Vladimir Putin guy. Oh my god, bro. Yeah, he's my D4 of the week for that. But that honestly, if we're being honest, there are guys I would vote for him over. Uh, I don't know if someone used this last week, but I'm going to go with Adesaria. Uh, oh, Matt Ariza. Ariza, whatever, however you say Yeah, no one needs know. that. That's not a D4. Uh, that's just uh, go to hell. That is like literally yeah, like rotten hell of the week. Of rotten week. hell of the week. Um, yeah. Yeah, so we uh, the, but 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 he his career is not done. The Cleveland Browns will be in contact with him pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, I saw a thing. It was like we've we've claimed uh, Matt Arise, Arise after off waivers. <laughs> Could you yeah. imagine? Did you see? I'm sorry, but did you see like someone tweeted like um, the Browns or, or the Texans when the Cleveland comes and it's like Vince McMahon like, come on out, you rapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw yeah, that, bro. I, when Deshaun Watson comes back, bro, it's going to kind of be like the Astros when they came back and played after they cheated, but they got... But they played in COVID. That's, so what, like, that's what that I was, was about to say is they got let off the hook, and I think Deshaun Watson kind of will get let off the hook by next year and by the end of this year. I don't year, know. I mean... Well, by the end of... After this year. After this year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and, like, if Cleveland's out of the playoff race, do you just not play him? Like, I don't... Probably know. not. That's what I'm saying. You have to like, remember... This is the NFL. Like the bar is lower for how how upset people get at him. I mean, Sorry, the Jaguars fans were rather upset with him. Yeah, but remember, this is the league that like literally managed to ban a dude because he kneeled during the national anthem. So I highly doubt they actually care. Did you see, John? Uh, you could add this to your D four of the week. The Bills were made aware of the situation on July thirty first, and they yeah, yeah. named Ariza the like, starter on August twenty second. Yeah. No, you got to wonder, like, how the hell that happens. Bro, did um, you see the tweet where the Bills guy was like, the Chiefs are behind this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, bro, we, we oh, live yeah. rent the Chiefs free. sat down and said, we're worried about the Bills punter. <laughs> well, there's no way we can beat them if they get good field position against us. If they have the punt, we can't beat Josh Allen and the punt god. That's just <laughs> not, that's too much. Even though we've done it the past two seasons. Damn, but... it's so annoying, though, that that guy had to be such a dick. Because, man, he was going to be, like, the one of the only exciting punters to watch. And now he's literally never going to play. Which he should never play it down in football. Yeah, but... well, I couldn't I'm not going to say that. Sorry. We're going to wrap it up, and we will see you guys next week for NFL Week 1.